cuál. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Flow Aligned Podcast, aka FAP Nation. It's incredible to be back again today. We're talking about Return to Monkey. Okay. Yeah, you're, buddy. If you're familiar with this meme, it's hilarious, right? It's the fact that we're returning back to the primal stages of Monkey, devolution in a sense, where we need to get back to the primal side and reject humanity in terms of the modernity that's here in culture, artificial intelligence. Everything is just always about more, more, more and learning more. But this is a process of unlearning, right? This is a process of going back to the basics. This is a process of rejecting humanity and returning to monke. So what's coming up for you, Ryan, as we bring up this epic topic? Well, this is a very memeable topic, so I'm very curious to see what will happen. What's coming up for me is not simply going back to monkey, but going back to what is fundamental to our individual prowess. What works, we improve. What doesn't work, needs to get the fuck out. And clearly, modern society has failed its people. And it hasn't, it's never been more apparent looking at what the lockdown has caused. The fact that two weeks of lockdown, remember back in April, I remember very well in April that two weeks of full lockdown in the Netherlands cleared up the skies. And then it makes you wonder how absolutely lopsided we are in destroying ourselves, which doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not gonna say anything about tobacco or alcohol. I'm looking at our own behavior and what behaviors are being rewarded if you look at where the money goes. No longer are we being honorable men. You're being these bags and want to suffocate the system by taking up all the energy or the moolah and you name it. And going back to monkey would then mean, in my opinion, going back to what is true, going back to what is fundamental to being human, what is fundamental to being true to you. Now, a lot of gurus have talked about that. Most of them are probably way more educated than I will ever be. But if you would speak from blood, one would have to go back to logically what time in the past did I feel at my most powerful? That in and of itself gives us a hint at what range of frequency or what thoughts, what patterns of behaviors we should show and demonstrate the world in order to be, let's say, quote, unquote, on God's Rogers path, to be, quote, unquote, on code, to be going back to monkey. Why is it? 
that we make our lives so goddamn complex. Why? Why is it necessary? And why is there a mentality of scarcity? Who taught us that? Monkeys, I don't think they have that mentality. They just want to eat shit and fuck. If they have a bed to sleep in, food in their bellies, and hopefully a roof over the head because of the trees or a literal roof over the head, it's a good day. Now when mating season comes, of course, that's even more fantastic. But I digress. Sumit, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm thinking about this idea that when you said getting back to the foundation, right? And sometimes we go out throughout our whole lives just building upon a certain identity that we think that we are. And so, you know, if people told you you were a nice guy, you got good grades, you're caring, you're friendly, and you, you got really pride, you, you created pride around those things, right? right. And you got really satisfied with that. But knowing inside that maybe that's not truly you, maybe you're doing that to appease others, or maybe you're doing it for society, or maybe you're doing it for your parents. So still feeling embarrassed about certain interests, you know, still not making it to work on time, whatever it is for you, right? So the really deep philosophical questions of like, who am I? What do I want? You know, what am I doing this all for? What is this all for? Um, being forced to ask those really, really deep questions definitely unlocks something. And, you know, that Tyler Durden quote of like, when I'm free to, when I lose everything, I'm free to do anything. Like that kind of idea of, you know, from that clean slate or that blank slate where you're, you have only place to go is up. There is a sense of power that comes from there and starting to build more and more from that space where you know that there's, there's the true you underneath all of this false rubble that you've built up or held onto for so long, right? Whether it's your reputation, whether it's the way that you see yourself. So yeah, getting back to monkey is really about the process of, it's a very spiritual journey, right? Because it's like, you are getting to the core of what truly is real, what is true, what is eternal, what never loses itself. And Yes, there is this idea of like, okay, we're not just monkeys, right? We're not just primitive creatures. We're in the civilized society as well. Right. Time, it's like, if we lose that aspect of ourselves, we also lose the, the very pinnacle of what makes us human, the very reality of what, you know, brought us to be who we were. And so humans have constantly done things with their hands, right? So imagine taking away that power to do things with your hands. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, right? But that's the world we're moving more towards. It's like, everything is just like there already. We don't need to make things anymore, right? Yeah. But I think humans inherently want to create. They want to put things out there. They want that um, ability to, you know, get back to their true nature in a sense. So yeah, that's what's coming up for me, brother. Interesting. What's coming up for me is the surrender experiment a lot. Recently, I bought this book from Michael Singer, highly recommend. Um, he is the best-selling author of, of course, 
the untouched soul. I have that as well. I still have to read it. Um, the surrender experiment. My journey is a life into perfection touches upon a lot of the things that you talk about. Because where does attachment usually come from? It is in your perception of the situation. Now I haven't, I just started reading it and at already the first 50 pages, I'm like, interesting. It is that small voice that tends to fuck us up. And if we go truly primal, let's say um, in a fight, in a hunt, during sex, there is no inner voice present. And isn't that funny how that small inner voice tends to back off? The moment you're in your path, it's almost as if it's testing you whether you're true to you. Whether it's, you know, whether you are truly following true to focusing on what is truly important, your legacy, your true purpose, your life mission, maybe in service to the world so that you can raise a family of world creators, world protectors, and create a new paradigm where no longer is it simply about, you know, you have a lot of money because you're greedy. No, you have a lot of money because you helped a lot of people and it starts to grow. And then it comes back to going back to monkey, going back to what is true, going back to building a community around you, going back to giving value. In a recent Instagram video that I believe I sent you as well, you have this shopkeeper who is, I presumably talked to a homeless, I think Mexican fellow and he's clearly very, very down on his luck. He only has a five bucks and a few cents. And he just wants to have some food and go about his day. And you really, there's something about this homeless man where you can see there's a genuineness about him. Like he, he wants to work hard. He's prepared to do whatever it takes. And the shopkeeper simply said, you know what, brother, you look a cool guy, for $100, get food. Dude was hella excited and you could feel that. Those are pure emotions because if you haven't eaten in weeks and maybe have balance of fives on some granola bars, whatever, hearing a str presumably stranger asking you, the brother, I'm even asking you, Get it what you need. Here's one hundred dollars. I'll see you when I see you. And then we get to here. Okay, next time you come, here's the money for your ID because apparently that's how it works in America. And then he came back, and there was a message from one of the viewers saying, "Let us see the ID so that we can see where the money's going." And I started to realize, oh shit, there's a community being built around helping this genuine individual. And the story goes on, of course, because he cannot see, hence he cannot get the proper work, let's say. And the dude looks at him and says, you know what, brother, where do you want to go? Or something along those lines. And the, the, the homeless dude said, brother, the moment I get my glasses, I'm gonna get a job, 
get a better job, buy a house, etc. And you could feel that he has that ambition, even though he has nothing. And the shopkeeper looked at him and he basically dropped $500 right in front of the fellow after he heard how many windows he had to wash because every window, let's say a car or building he washes is $1. Glasses at Walmart is $150. That means he has to wash $150. And he just said, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I don't care if it's a thousand, something along those lines. And that came from within. And you couldn't just help but admire this guy's moxie. Like he has nothing. It's almost like you're saying he has no right to be that enthusiastic on getting himself out of the situation. Like how most people would, would cower in fear, like, no, I'm gonna get this done. I don't care what happens. I'm gonna stand by the consequences. The moment the $500 dropped and the dude said, bro, get your glasses, get a spare room. The whole suit got extremely emotional and just, you can just feel that he became even more passionate started to punch his hand like, bro, thank you so much. I love you, Bob. And he then came back. And you could see the appreciation of he, he got a good night's sleep for a week. I don't know, something along those lines. Got some food, he got his glasses and he got the receipts. And then of course the shopkeeper is asking a bit more for, okay, cool, we have this ambition, but where is this coming from, you know? And then you hear while the guy's talking, like, man, I, I have two kids. Oh, we got two kids. How old are they? I got two little girls and blah, blah. And you could see the pain. I mean, I really think he's sending money to, the, to his kids, his family. And that is one of the greatest honors a man can have. Because you can feel and see that pain. And then later... Just by chance, a shopkeeper met him on the streets. He's just chilling, relaxing. And you can see the purity of emotion when the shopkeeper says, excuse me, sir. And uh, the homeless guy says, boss, is that you? Immediately rushes him, hugs him, and you can see the purity. And he sh it's always going to be about money. And uh, the, the shopkeeper asked, okay, how much did you make doing this? And this is like, bro, I managed to get $11. I feel fantastic. And you just can't help feel, but bro, this feels amazing. And he immediately just goes into, yeah, I'm going to get $200 to get a hotel. Not a cheap motel, but a hotel in somewhere called Riverdale. I don't know, the American topography. And then he started to talk, uh, the shopkeeper started to talk about 15 million people has seen your videos. And he, the sh and this is what I really like about the genuineness of, uh, of the homeless dude's character. He said, bro, it's all you, baby. This is what you did for me. It's there's almost like you're saying, there's no way, no fucking way that I can ever repay you back. And then the shopkeeper, like the dictator he decided to go, These five, 50 million people decided to help you out with getting in contact with your daughters. And he's, he's already tearing up, you know, the homeless dude. And then when the shopkeeper said, we managed to get you 
2K plus in finances, just so that you can see your daughter. And you can immediately see the guy's knees start to buckle and and almost trying to curse, but he starts holding back his tears and because he had and immediately starts to hug the man because these emotions are so pure because it's relative to the person's situation. And then you start to realize the building of a community should not only be to help each other out, but to help each other with a very specific problem. Helen's why we've built Fat Nation, hence why we've built Genius States. That's why there exists Alliance Den community. And if you read between the lines, what we really do is going back to the fundamentals. How did we used to do these things when a neighbor could talk to a neighbor and help a neighbor out without the hoo-ha and the backstabbing, simply communicate from what is pure and help each other out in the most pragmatic way? Money is important, but so is character. Submit your thoughts. Man, yeah, I, I really love that video that you sent me, man. And yeah, I think I'll repost on my story for anybody who uh, wants to watch that video because you could really see the genuineness in that guy's face, you know, when he was getting that, you know, money and just the happiness and the levels of joy and also the genuineness of the person who made the video, you know, you never got to see the person's face. And I think that that says something about the video, because a lot of the times people make videos, you know, oh, look how cool I am. I'm donating to yeah. charity. Right. But there was a genuineness in this video, which was like the guy didn't really show his face. You know, he's just like he's genuinely wanting to help this guy out. And it's more about helping him than anything else. Yes. Yeah, more about and the act of being a good person rather exactly. than showing you're a good person. It's like he's demonstrating this is an integral part of who I am. It's almost like he's saying, what is money truly if I cannot help people? It's a tool to be used. And what it's also demonstrating is if there is a cause where people can connect to, feel attached to, we can start to help each other more out. And this is what you tend to see as far as I know in these more ape-like communities to me. Yeah, and the thing is like, what really stood out in the video for me is I started to notice that how important the levels of motivation were, you know, because when he first got the money, it was about like, okay, I'm, I, I need my ID, yeah. right? Then it went into the job, then it went into the home, then it suddenly became a viral video and now he wants to see his daughters and just the, the level of consciousness and elevation of like, you know, really wanting to, him wanting to help, the person making the video wanting to help, but him also wanting to help his own family. Like that, that's powerful because you saw yeah. him go like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Exactly, I thought the same thing. Like he's going through survival and then he's going up love and belongingness. And now he's like, at the end of the video, he's almost reaching the self-actualization space, right? Yeah. So it's this amazing journey that you get to see. And the fact that the video has been made over time and seeing that progress of how, you know, a little bit can just change somebody's life around like that. Like it yeah. just starts the snowball effect and going, right? So yeah, awesome video. Definitely recommend everybody to check that out. Highly. It's, 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 
I watched that video at least 10 times before going to bed. I, and every time I watch it, well, I cry less, but it still like hits me. It, and I sent it to like all the IMC brothers as far as I remember. And it's such a powerful message on both how we can use money as well as the undeniable truth of being a good person within a community and having a common cause. Mm. Totally. And, and if you were to give, let's say, a caveman money, right, in this, in this sense, in this context, right. you know, what would he want? He would just want his needs met, yeah. basically. Like he doesn't the want most- a big car. He just wants to have his food and his family. Right. Community. And that's what's so powerful about the beast process too, because, you know, we're sleeping on the floor. We're taking away all of these extreme, you know, I threw away a lot of my branding, branded clothing and stuff too, you know, like after this process. And I start to understand there's this power in minimalism. um, Interesting. So going back to monkey means going back to minimalism. Am Mm -hmm. I correct in saying that? I think so, man. I think because we are in such an oversaturated world, we tend to add more and hoard things and get so attached to our possessions that if we are to let go of those things and just see the simple life and how people just have to struggle with, you know, the whole, I've been thinking about it in terms of the cold water, like a lot of places, they don't have warm water. All they have is cold water. You know what I mean? So it's like that. I've been through that. Back when yeah. I was a Suriname, we didn't have, I didn't even know what a boiler was. Right. I just thought, you know, you, ha- you had the water, you have like so, some sort of big fat where it's, it's just an automated process or machines and you have water. And on, I didn't even realize I was doing this. I was doing the Wim Hof method before it was the Wim Hof method. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I like how what uh, in the, our last uh, Genius Days, what Ivan said about using little cups uh, to take a shower with because here in India it's very common that we use a bucket yeah. and it really saves a lot of water you know and it's uh, it's a powerful thing because you get more mindful about your water how much water you're using right right and yeah it's just like we have so many products as well that are full of chemicals and things like that you know where if we can just carry you know one bowl one plate you know one thing that we just very basically need it gets us back into that origin point within where we're just like, man, you can take away anything from me and I'll be fine. You know, it's that mentality of like, you know, throw me to the desert and I'll survive. You know, that mentality of the, of the traveler or the person in the tent, you know? Right. The amazing symbol as well for IMC. Like wherever I go, that is my home, right? So wherever, wherever I, I go is my home. Wherever I lay my head is my bed. Yeah, for sure. And also thinking back to the primal nature, right? What exactly is aggressiveness? Well, we know that aggressiveness and this idea of aggressiveness shows up in the cerebral cortex, first of all, if we're talking uh, neurology. But then also aggression is just when someone crosses our boundaries, we get aggressive, right? So when we can get back to understanding that okay these are my values these are my boundaries don't cross my boundaries 
So when we notice that we, when we are getting aggressive, we know that someone has crossed our boundaries. So it's almost like a check, right? It's like an adjustment. So all anger is, is just an adjustment for you to come back to your own self-control, to your own uh, self-driven nature as an entrepreneur. Because, you know, entrepreneurs back in the day, I'm going to post a meme about this, actually. But, yeah, it's like entrepreneurs back in the day, they work like 14 hours. You know, they needed three years to get started, you know. And nowadays, it's just like uh, a guy is complaining about, you know, like some free course where he's trying to make 10K a month, you know. And it's like. Right. It's, it's, it's like the, the symphony to chat comparison again, where back in the day, if you even got sleep, it was a miracle. Exactly, I, and 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 it's funny too because this is a very big example between my grandfather, my father, and myself, because I recognize immediately what you said. Where my grandfather, uh, uh, he went into basically the Amazon to cut wood uh, trees by hand. There were no chainsaws, there were no big machines. He had to do this sharpening a big axe well a you know the usual woodworking axe and sharpen it on the spot and then fish there live there for months put it all not even in a, on a on a boat but you know back in the day how they would use the river to carry the logs towards the city that's how we would do it and not only is that dangerous, it's extremely dangerous because one misstep and you might be you might be crushed, you might drown. And if that's not your worst fear, it's the snakes, the tarantulas, it's the Amazon expected. And I remember my dad saying when he would go towards uh, the work, it would be pretty fair of skin. When he would come back. And of course, clean shaven. When he would come back, he would be this hairy motherfucker and completely black. Because that's how long he's been there. And then my dad had that way less. He was more of a party guy, etc. But he was still an entrepreneur, a good old hustle man, let's say. And then you have this asshole that complains about, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or whatever and all this shit. And it's almost like it's part of the societal movement towards comfort instead of moving toward what is truly important. Not only being productive, but being productive to what matters. What matters is get your moolah, feed your family, minimalism. You don't need those shoes. You don't need this you don't need this is my personal beef against designer clothing even branding is one thing fifty dollars for a t-shirt like how uh the rapper malcolm said on trip show that's this that's ex the more i'm beasting the, the more i'm liking that song gucci prada who gives a shit that's fifty dollars for a t-shirt and yes that's a really cool t-shirt great quality but if you're using that to show off in the club, guess what, Jack? There's six others with the same fucking shirt. So what makes you special? And then the answer is obviously, but they ain't me. Well, no shit. It's your character that comes up. 
is that demonstration of if I need to feed my family and I have to go into the jungle, the cut would by by manual labor. There's no, you know, uh, chainsaw, no people to help me out. I need to do this by myself and somehow survive, catching my own food, you name it. And somehow, this is what my grandfather did, somehow built a multi-million dollar business through the whole uh, woodworking uh, industry. And he came from nothing. Then it really became, becomes to become very clear on the minimalist aspect of simply focusing on what's important. As Joe Nicasi would say, majoring in major topics. And majoring in minor topics not only does it get you anything, it is detrimental to your well-being. If you take a lot, for example, we started to realize how commuting is just completely destroying us mentally. The moment I started to get into my rhythm during the lockdowns with nature walks and you name it, the more I started to realize I have so much time now, an extra maybe two or three hours to do whatever I want. I cannot go back but I can't go back to monkey. What's up with you, Sumi? Man, I'm just thinking so much about this and it just makes sense that return to monkey, if you had to really just, you know, categorize it or just like symbolize it, it would just be survival. Yeah. All right. That's what it would be. And, you know, the, the reason these guys are wearing all these brands is one, to get women, you know, and two, to show that they have a high status in society or whatever, that the fact that they need to match that, you know, social archetype. But again, both of those things come down to survival. I mean, why right. do girls take pictures of their food on Instagram is survival, you know? Yeah. <laughs> why are people showing, you know, vaccine? I got a vaccine. It's, it's survival. I mean, you know, it, it, some could argue that, but it is survival. You know, that's what people are showing. It's like, hey, I did this thing that other people are doing and, you know, the more we can recognize that if you're just actually coming down to the core of survival instead of what is extra survival, right? What is, what is. So it's, 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 it's like you're saying, instead of peacocking, hmm. simply focus on being like, like, a, what, like the Peacock. most effective bird doesn't necessarily need the peacock, but it does demonstrate your survivability. And what I almost feel like saying, which I will say, is there's a preferred notion on, a preferred notion on demonstrating survival value to get the sex, to get the job, to get this, to get that, while the more you look deeper into the interview questions or when you're flirting with a chick or when you're communicating to the outer world, what you're truly communicating is that your character by definition has the survival value. Totally. It, it's different to have a, a Gucci hat on than to have a Gucci personality. You know, it's totally two different things. If that was clothable world, we should post that. It's, 
It's not about wearing the brand. It's about being the brand. Uh, so, so be, going back to monkey is going back to what is truly valuable. Being your own person, being your own man, your own woman, and demonstrating your power. For men, it would be demonstrating your power to the survival ability. That means your demonstration of character and the depth that you practice your art, be it sales, whatever. If you have a woman, she wants to be able to imagine you having the strength of character to raise your children as well as the mula to keep growing and that ambition. Hence, that would explain why a lot of women love rock stars because they have that ambition to be great and go for it. And in order to be great, you have to demonstrate character. There is no other choice. And of course, going back to the path of pain, a path without struggle, pain, and obstacles probably leads to nowhere. Sumi. Yeah, man, I 100% agree with you. And I think this whole, you know, talk about Return to Monkey definitely reminded me of how important it is to just have your basic uh, set frames and just be able to show up with the least amount of things, right? You don't need to put on this extravagant performance when you have the technique and the skill to back it up, right? Uh, it's only when we need to compensate at times when we put on like this, you know, the show. And I think that, you know, in my past, I used to definitely fall into that pattern of like, you know, getting hypnotized by hip hop music and like getting like really like watching and all I saw were just like these high value men and women wearing all these brands and so it's just natural that we get sucked into that reality you know and we just keep doing that and but when we when it comes down to it all that stuff doesn't matter you know your degree doesn't matter when it comes down to you know pulling the hottest 10 or to getting no, into the it does not it's, it's, it's not like it's like walking with a black belt who the fuck cares really right it was never it, about the black belt. It was never about the diploma. It was never about, you know, whatever. But what it is about is the demonstration of your power, be it in earning the money, investing the money, building wealth, protecting wealth, having the capability of taking care of one for I don't know how many women is all the pre-selection comes into play again. What makes you so powerful as a man, so sexy, as a woman that people flock to you you will literally attract your tribe mm, something, that said, uh, something that Eckhart Tolle said that I heard quite recently is that uh -huh. accept your life as if you have accept the moment or the obstacle as if you created it and that that's the idea of Amor Fati as well right it's like yeah it's like oh this bad thing happened well, I, I chose it <laughs> you know yeah, I've been this waiting is, for it Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just this really empowering frame of mind. And I think, yeah, anyone can just change their life adapting to that philosophy. I, I recorded a video today about the truth about suffering and what the Buddha meant in terms of, you know, life is suffering. He, he said that uh, dukkha, the original Buddhist word, yep. actually means satisfactory. It doesn't mean life is suffering. He just said life is unsatisfactory. He wasn't saying that life isn't awesome because life is pretty awesome. He was just saying that life is unsatisfactory because it's temporary. 
because you see what i'm saying and a lot of people miss that and that in that video i kind of like you know i broke people's uh, paradigms <laughs> so yeah definitely check that out if you want that makes sense life is unsatisfactory by default because one life is temporary so if it is temporary that means that time and attention is my most finite resource the moolah will come when the moolah comes the women will come when the women come what should come first is building towards my legacy especially because i'm a man and stay true to what is a fact going back to nature minimalism going back to monkey being so pure that it's like the first stage of alchemy where you have an ore minerals where during the healing process all the impurities come out of the ore so that you can create a malleable material that will ultimately become the sword which you slay whatever obstacles that comes in your way because without the cleaning process without the purification process you cannot have a strong weapon it follows the idea of i believe ali one of the former usa presidents when he said i, I forgot his name if I have eight hours to cut a tree, seven is spent on sharpening my axe. Meaning it's so important to get rid of all the impurities in your life. And it can literally affect the outcome that you so desire. Meaning this follows Phil Jackson's philosophy. It is not about the outcome or getting the outcome. Yes, it is important, but what's more important is the vision that you have. So that if you want that outcome, the only thing that you should be focusing on is creating the conditions so that the outcome is more plausible. I think we're already over time. Sumit, we're already over at the 20 minute mark. Do you want to say some ending notes? I'm already seeing your monkey brain working. Man, uh, I love the fact that you mentioned alchemy, man, because that is actually return to monkey. Like that is what it is. So uh, in alchemy, there's a statement called solve et coagula, right? Which means dissolve and coagulate. Right. And it means that something must be broken down before it can be built back up. Right. So one interpretation is the saying, we must dissolve the body and build up the spirit. I see. And so this is a, yeah, just a perfect way to just round up everything that we talked about in this beautiful alchemical, you know, um, law, you could say, which is like, you can't build a skyscraper on top of another skyscraper, right? You You're gotta have to break it. Yeah, break it down. You know, you know what's funny? You just laid, you, basically you started out um, stating uh, back to monkey is kind of is is a meme, and the fact that you just said it's an alchemic process as well made me laugh. Like, oh my god, going back to minimalism is an alchemic process. Going back to monkey is the alchemy. Totally, man. This, this oh is my god. For anybody listening right now, definitely post this on your social media, share it anywhere you can, 
you know, uh, you put it into a library book that when somebody sees it, you know, they're like, oh, low line podcast, <laughs> do something to share the message. And of course, return to Monkey. Thank you. Of course, me. of course. And could I kindly request to me speak a bit about your on-stop program, because this is literally part of the cleaning up that I myself am experiencing as one of the first clients. Sumit, if you may, if you can. Absolutely, guys. So the Unstuck Yourself program, which I'm also calling um, Flomo Sapien, is all about- <laughs> Flomo Sapien, back to monkey. Ah, I see what you did. Is, is basically about the process of clearing out the emotional gunk that's inside of you. A lot of us have traumas and different things which we haven't processed yet, different emotional cords and energetic cords that are keeping us trapped from our flow state. But we know that we are imaginative, creative channels for divine inspiration. We know that deep within our hearts. And so when we clear up all of these different things, blocking our flow state, it just frees us up and it most makes us the most authentic version of ourselves. And also it taps us into our higher self. So it's basically, you've got to clean up the house if you want the house to be presentable and you know actually work around it and have a functional home. So this is what we're doing with your energetic and physical body with this clearing uh, technique. And I'm a very intuitive coach. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going through all of the seven chakra points connected to the levels and scales of consciousness. So we're going to be going through the scales of consciousness and clearing up all of the stuckness and all of the traumas that are keeping you trapped. So if you are interested in that, definitely shoot me a message on Instagram and we can get started immediately. You know, it is a seven week process, but I'm extending it longer and, you know, having some deep and philosophical talks with, with people afterwards to really, you know, formulate and create an after care for it, because it is a lot of struggling and releasing a lot of the in, internal work. Uh, it takes a lot of internal work. So if you feel challenged to do that, I'm challenging you to step up and really do the inner work and get on that program because it will ultimately transform you towards your best self. Thank you guys. Fantastic. Well, it's been fun to meet. This has been Fab Nation Flow Online Podcast. My name is Ryan G from the Netherlands, owner of ADS Online Data Strategy, and of course my co-host Sumit Chatterjee, aka the Rapper Scripts from the Flow Zone Academy. I wish you a very pleasant life. May you go back to Monkey. May your life never be the same. And good night.